On this next episode, we'll be diving into my psychedelic experiences. I <clears throat> recall the first time I wanted to do psychedelics. It was because of the um, podcasts and books that I was reading. I was receiving so much value from them in all these other areas. It was something that was recommended not for by anyone specifically because you should never recommend drugs ever to each their own on their path but they talked very openly about their experiences with them and uh, the more you more i read into them the more it seemed like uh, the don't do drugs of my high school days wasn't as detrimental as reality is which I think is how a lot of life is in comparison to school. I don't think school does a fantastic job of representing a realistic view, but that's not the point of this talk, but maybe it will be for a future talk. I was completely drug-free up until I was 23, and 23 was the first time that I tried cannabis. Um, I was making edibles way before this time, and I ended up making peanut butter with some infused oil into it, and it I gave some to my buddy when he was helping us move out of our house, uh, like one apartment to the next, and it knocked him out like he was on the lawn. Uh, as he said, getting closer to God and just praying for a long time. I'm talking like five hours. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I haven't ever done drugs. Like, I've never even experienced anything close to that. And literally just the amount of potency that I was taking. Um, I have a higher than average tolerance but not a high tolerance. Um, definitely, I had a roommate when I was in Austin that could blow me past the moon and back if that was his desired effect. <laughs> uh, love you, Jordan. So... <clears throat> My first experience, why, when I took it, I remember my first trip, and that was an understanding. One, I had no idea what to anticipate, so that was weird. Um, the direction that I was headed is not the direction that I went. I was heading towards concert with the Jeremy, and I ended up, it was a, a 90s concert, I believe it was. Um, Sublime, maybe? And uh, <clears throat> ended up knowing that I shouldn't drive to get myself there. And uh, so I unfortunately canceled on him. One thing. Man, um, but I noticed mainly I wanted to just observe the trip and what was happening during it. And... Uh, Everything went really well. It was a fantastic first trip. I, I know people have had relatively poor experiences in the past, 
and hopefully as I digress through my thoughts, I will introduce ways to maybe not have as worse of trips in the future. <clears throat> I noticed one of the biggest takeaways I had from consuming edibles for the first like, month um, that I was doing this was that Scotty was right about most things in our life. And that was something that I kept repeating. And uh, it has relatively been, oh, how is this? Life is how it is. So it has always worked out for the best. But I was not understanding how big of a hindrance I was being to her and her own self-identity. Um, squashing dreams, telling her she's not good enough. Like not allowing her the freedom to like... I needed to be more of a yes man for her rather than a no man, which I thought she would have like inspired idea. I would come in and put parameters around it. And that was my like role in the relationship at the time. I was very hesitant. And I'm like, no, like she'll learn in the best possible way. And I will need to be the person that's supporting her in that. Let's fast forward two years in Costa Rica. One thing I want to do is ayahuasca, which is a drug that you have to do a very interesting fast before you take it. You take it with a sitter and they make sure that you have a good experience. So one of the things that a sitter will do is required that you have, um, they will clear the setting, which is the environment, and they will have you set your intentions multiple time um, while you're um, praying over the medicine and while you're consuming the medicine. And the setting is good because you need to be at peace with your environment. Not all um, intentions can be met if the setting isn't correct. I'm not saying all of them can't to each their own again, but some more calm, relaxed, soothing environments that have been um, blessed for your experience in them is a fantastic starting point for you to take medicine and to learn about yourself, learn about the other, learn about your inner workings and outer workings. It's not one at anything here. So that's, I would also divulge here and say that's good advice for any medicine that you're taking. It's to have a good set and setting, um, which will usually create less bad trips and will set an intention for good trips. I have through my research have distilled, uh, well, through what I understood about ayahuasca going into it, people pretty much come in with two, everything fits into two different categories, and that is looking for purpose or looking for healing. Um, when I went in, I was very much looking for purpose, and uh, I remember the first thing that I got on my first uh, ayahuasca experience was uh, um, 
if I want the work, go offer to do the work, <laughs> which is a pretty uh, incredible concept where you get this entrepreneurial mindset kind of distilled within myself that uh, I am just capable of providing value based off of seeing need and being able to show up in that experience and talk about it. And uh, if there's a desire for that to happen, then we all of a sudden have a market. I all of a sudden can get paid. It's beautiful. Um, but I also realized that I'm like, man, a lot of the things that I know I could go get paid for, I really don't want to do. <laughs> and uh, I came back to Austin in America and like tried to like find more of my home and really didn't find that till quarantine like right before quarantine hit, and that was working with a computer in the tech industry. <sighs> Back to how this experience was. Shaman comes in, blesses the space, or sitter. Um, an American phrase would be sitter. A, uh, a South uh, Peruvian phrase would be shaman. Um, to excuse me, would be shaman. One thing I like about shamans uh, compared to things like pastors is that you pay shamans like upfront, like you're like, here's the money I expect you to take care of me and provide me like really good passage. And I feel like there's just too much gap between me and most pastors before like that exchange is anticipated. Though I think great pastors are ones that give freely and don't anticipate that uh, those guys keep on rocking it. Anyways, back to this experience. Um, so take ayahuasca, my experience. You throw, you purge um, yourself. Sorry, this is how they did it. Um, I used a bone pipe to go up your nose to... Uh, uh, shoot a fine chopped tobacco into it. Um, and it goes up one nostril and a holy crap. Uh, it just gets you jazzed and then you like whoosh, release the air as everything. Man, that was the first thing that got me really shook. Um, man, uh, so we did this. I did this in Costa Rica and then I did it twice in Mexico with him. Mexico was a much better experience, way better experience in Costa Rica than Mexico. So in Mexico, you guy, a uh, gentleman shoots up my nostril with a bunch of tobacco, get hit in the head, really saw this air, and he does it on the other side. Guy in uh, Mexico, Ronaldo, he did not do it on the other side. It was fantastic. Again, experience with Ronaldo, Ronaldo way better back in Costa Rica. <laughs> so, uh, guy gives me his brew. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will just talk about it. This isn't recommended by any account. I, looking back on it now, it's very, I was very trusting. And I think, well, I got a fantastic experience out of it. Again, maybe do a little bit more research than what, I did. Um, yeah, again, round two was better. We'll go into why 
round two in Mexico was better than Costa Rica in a bit. We'll finish off this experience. I have seven cups of ayahuasca, including some of the cups that the shaman was taking, which supposedly there's three different brews that you can make up and uh, uh, you essentially give the person that you're guiding a lesser brew than you um, and you take more. But uh, he kept giving me more because he'd come to me and he'd be like, are you saying, are you saying anything? Um, and I'd be like, no, like, I'm just having a good time, just meditating, just like in the garden. Like there was a fire there. That was cool. Like there was other people. Like it was, it was just extremely grounding. So just like more and more of this stuff. And uh, ayahuasca has five, sorry, it has DMT in it. Uh, yeah. I have all of these cups. It's like three in the morning. I'm in a garden in a jujitsu, and a shaman comes up and he's uh, like, "All right, time to, you know, bone up the nose, put shoot the tobacco up there. That's called rapé." So he rapés my nose, does the other side. That makes me instantly just start throwing everything up, which is supposed to be part of the experience is the the purge of ayahuasca though not everyone purges and that whether you purge or not does not mean that you are having a more meaning or less meaningful experience but all of it comes out which was probably good that that stuff wasn't sitting in my system um <laughs> as i walked home later on that morning and went and got a beautiful coffee at a fantastic restaurant scotty came and walked down, joined me. Uh, I had my journal, talked about kind of what I went through in that meditation. I still have that. And uh, uh, yeah, I remember the first thing that I learned in that was um, that anything that I do, I should incorporate Scotty into. She's an extremely, she's the best asset and best thing that I can like focus on. That brings me like, overwhelmingly happy, overwhelming happiness in my life. <clears throat> Absolutely love her. So that was all that personally. I was slightly disappointed because I wanted to, you know, trip um, way crazy, see aliens and go through that experience. Didn't happen. End up leaving Costa Rica, going to Mexico. I think that um, Scotty would really enjoy this as she's been having a lot of health issues throughout the years. And one of the reasons that we left Billings, Montana in the first place was to try and figure out how we can get her to be as healthy as possible. So, uh, we meet with, uh, um, this new shaman, his name's Ronaldo. He invites us over to the house that he was staying at, um, in like middle of the day for like a two and a half hour conversation to just talk about the medicine, to talk about the experience, to talk about like why we are showing up, what our intentions are, what our previous experiences are. He was uh, um, he was from Peru or is from Peru. He has this like National Assembly of uh, uh, Peace from Peru. Um, and uh, how is this? Long story short, that we'll get into. Ronaldo became one of my closest friends. Like Ronaldo called up Scotty 
or like send Scotty a happy birthday wish on her birthday. And I just, oh, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Ronaldo is the best. <laughs> so, but we ended up doing this ceremony and his ceremony was a lot more at peace. There's something called Icaros and which is a pattern of music that helps uh, kind of guide and give direction to the psychedelics that you've ingested. And uh, his uh, Icaro start and uh, I had neglected to tell my uh, roommate, not roommates, um, the people next to me in these apartments that this is what we were doing. And uh, he said that he would be um, not as, he said that he wasn't very loud in his Icaro playing, which I thought uh, was meant two different things between him and I. But he also asked me to kind of set up the environment by prepping and like letting the people know that I was with that this is what I was doing. As a result, I was extremely paranoid and had a shorter experience my first time with him and uh, asked him to stop playing, which looking back on it was like extremely insulting as when we got back from it, he's like, hey, this is something that I asked you to do. And uh, I asked him to stop playing because uh, of my neighbors. And he's like, that's like, that's kind of why I'm here. Um, amongst other things is to also do that. So you need to prepare that for next time. So three days later, I came back. I had already I had asked all my neighbors about it. They were all good. They couldn't hear anything. And we went through like a more full ceremony, which was beautiful. Um, and he was, this is also great. Renato was just like, hey, like most people don't hear that they messed up and then correct. And he's like, you did. So well done. Made me feel great. Uh, my experiences um, with that, that was one thing <laughs> that I learned. Again, set in setting, it's very important. I, again, was going into purpose, trying to find my way. What am I supposed to be doing in this life? Um, and uh, I, it was this beautiful experience where, as I'm tripping through this, it was a relatively like, difficult trip, but as soon as I thought of a problem in which I wanted to accomplish, I was flooded with ideas and inspiration on how to do that. And uh, uh, what was created didn't end up happening. It wasn't something that I ended up going towards. Ironically, I saw it, like that exact same idea on a cable television show like later on. I'm like, that's cool that someone else is doing that because I don't think I was ever going to get to it. <laughs> Made me really, really happy. Um, yeah, Scotty, um, mentioned recently that she finds that she asked for healing from the plants, from this medicine, and uh, expected that to kind of, you know, be very soon, where she feels like it took her about two years, and now we're in cold environments, we're environments in which previously would cause her a lot of negative health uh, effects, is not doing so as much right now. It's significantly less. Here's some final thoughts on psychedelics. I think the medicine works well for some, but not for all. 
and it can help in very specific situations as well. Um, it is better, it has a better track record, um, like a much better track record for helping with depression than uh, antidepressants, which is fantastic. But I don't think you have to take drugs to learn anything in any certain way. People see life through many different lenses, and just because I saw life through this lens doesn't mean that you can't see the same or similar or even have more profound experiences in other areas of your life. Caveat, I enjoyed myself and I learned a lot as I go forward into this life. I think that will be something that I continually engage in. It's uh, definitely not something that you do on a daily basis and uh, unless you're micro dosing which is taking this in like an insanely low dosage in comparison to a ceremonial dosage that's called micro dosing and uh, it has the ability to keep you very sharp and uh, insightful up until old age. I also enjoy a quote by Tim Ferriss that is, all of the billionaires I know take psychedelics. It is also an incredible drug to help with end-of-life fear. Um, multiple studies on that. And it's now becoming more legalized as time goes on and isn't a, a Schedule 1 anymore uh, ranked in the same category as heroin and uh, cocaine. <clears throat> Thank God. <laughs>